0: Welcome to Shadow Work. What the fuck? If you've been thinking, uh, what the fuck is Shadow Work and how does it help me, you're in the right place. This is your go to podcast that will answer all your questions as well as give you the tools to dig into your shadow so you can set yourself free from the bullshit holding you back and finally start manifesting that juicy as fuck life I know you've been dreaming of. I'm your host, Caitlin Hosking, the Shadow Work Queen and coach to fierce as fuck women who want to heal their shit so they can drop the self sabotage and take control of their futures. I know shadow work can feel a little bit scary, so if you're new here, don't stress. I'm here to demystify the spook and bring some fun to the heavy. So get ready to learn, cry, laugh, and finally understand why the fuck you do what you do so you can quit playing small and start manifesting those big dreams. So without any further ado, let's jump into this episode. Hello, hello, my love. Welcome back to another episode of Shadow Work What The Fuck. Today I am bringing you guys another three ways to identify your shadows so as you know I normally just talk about the big two. Big two being your triggers and your judgments and these are the easiest way to pot to pop (laughs) spot your shadow because If you are like pointing at someone and you're judging them and you're like, you're this, you're lazy, you're too much, you're that. It's like one finger pointing at them, three fingers pointing back at you. So if you're seeing someone's laziness and you're demonizing them for it, it means that you are rejecting your own laziness. And the way the reason that we do that is because of our ego And our ego has been taught, hey, being lazy is not safe to you. Someone may have told you that you are bad or you're unworthy or you're just getting societal messages about being lazy, which do tell you those things. And we're like, it's not safe to be that. And so if I point the finger and I say that they're lazy and they're bad and make myself look really good and really superior because I'm not that, then we feel safe. And then the other way is through our triggers. If someone comes up to us and says, you're, or I think that you're lazy. (laughs) We'll just stick with the lazy thing. I think that you're really lazy and we get really angry and really upset about it. Then that just tells us that there is something playing out, right? You're rejecting your lazy part because you're like how could you say that I'm not lazy look at all of these million things look at my massive to-do list I haven't slept in 37 years (laughs) it's like okay (laughs) we need to do something there because we don't want someone being able to plug into you so easy and if someone can like if someone says something to you and has a big charge around it it just tells you that there is a shadow playing out the only caveat to We, if someone says something to you and they are just being plain nasty and they are being horrible and they're trying to pull you down and emotionally manipulate you and all of these sorts of things, we don't need to be like, oh my God, what are they triggering within me? No, what needs to happen is a boundary just needs to be set. And we can say, hey, don't speak to me like that. I don't want to be treated like that. And if you can't sort your shit out, then see you later. Right? If you don't stand up for yourself or you continue to let people treat you badly, then you can do shadow work around like, why am I allowing this in my life in order to stand up for yourself? So that's the only caveat when it comes to triggers. So what are these other three ways? And I wanted to bring you these because they can be a little bit more subtle and we don't always realize what we're doing. Alright, the first way of another three ways to identify your shadows is through your justifications. And the reason that we justify our behaviour is that we think if I can explain what caused my actions, then I am justified in doing them. And this is a way that we can avoid taking total responsibility for the way that we act, which in turn is a way for us to avoid being judged as bad or stupid or something along those lines. And sometimes this can be really harmful to others as well. So if we end up like yelling at our partners or screaming at someone and we're like, I did that, I screamed at you, I treated you badly because you wouldn't give me space, because you wouldn't listen, because you, because you, because you... And when we're turning and pointing the finger at someone else, it means that we feel safe because we feel justified. We're like, no, like I had a right to treat you badly because it's your fault. No, <laughs> like, no, it doesn't matter if your partner isn't giving you space. Like, and I say that with if someone is like really in your face and you feel very unsafe and it's like, it feels like a dangerous, like fucking scream, kick, run, whatever. But I mean, just in general of like, if you're just having a heated discussion and you just start blowing up at them because you didn't like what they said, or you're feeling that you're like a bit triggered, then it's like, no, your responsibility was I screamed at you because I got overwhelmed and I should have walked out of that conversation and set a boundary earlier. Right. So there's a difference between saying something like that, which is not a justification. It's a responsibility piece rather than saying like, Oh, it's their fault. And the other way that justifications can play out as a way to like protect our little fragile egos (laughs) is when we make a list of like a million different reasons why we can't do something. And I see this a lot with people who have a really strong people pleaser archetype, which is, look, to be honest, most most of us and women a lot of the time. And the reason that we start to justify our behavior, which is like normal behavior, is because during our life, people have made us feel bad for taking space for ourselves. And in society, it's like, no, as women in particular, you should always be giving. You should always be doing things for other people. Um, You know, the kids come first. Your partner comes first. Everything comes first except for you. So if you have just started, you know, doing personal development and you've learned about boundaries and you learned that it's okay to put yourself first and all of those things, you're like, yes, I'm going to start putting myself first. You can really go into an over justification because putting yourself first feels bad. It feels like you're doing the wrong thing because you've been taught from childhood that putting yourself first is bad. And so you can still go into an over justification here. I'm taking space because I'm really exhausted. I've been really busy. The work, the this, the that, the da 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 da. You just have this huge reason for taking space for yourself. And it's not required, Right. Taking space for yourself is a normal human basic need. And you get to just say, hey, I'm feeling really tired. I need a day off. Can you please help me? Rather than all of the fluff around it, because that fluff is A, going to exhaust you. B, does not cut to the point. And C, it is just a way for you to avoid... People telling you that you're doing the wrong thing. So you're armoring yourself up with a million justifications. And this is okay. This is okay if you've been doing it. It's normal, right? But the piece here is that you can start to identify your shadows through these two different ways you might be justifying. So if you're like blaming everyone else for your behavior and basically justifying shitty behavior that hurts other people, go, okay, where am I avoiding responsibility here? And why am I avoiding it? What am I going to think or what am I scared that people are judging within me? And the thing you'll notice about these three other ways is that they always come back to the other, the top two other ways, right? So you are trying to avoid a judgment here but you're doing it through justifying your behavior. And if you're doing it for the other reasons where it's like, it just feels wrong or bad because you've never put yourself first and it's making you feel really unsafe. It's the same sort of question, right? It's like, where can I take responsibility for where I am projecting that people are going to think it's wrong or bad for me to take space? Where am I needing to defend myself? to avoid criticism. What do I think they're going to criticize about me? And as you start to work through those different pieces of you and understanding them and taking responsibility for, A, your behavior, or B, like, what you need, then you're going to have really beautiful relationships, for starters, because no one wants to really have, like, a relationship with someone who always blames them for their behavior. It's really unkind. It's really not nice. And I've definitely been there, right? Like, I've definitely said, it's your fault that I'm upset. It's their fault for this. Like, even road rage, I'm like, they cut me off and that's why I'm angry and that's why I'm being an asshole. It's like, no. Yes, they cut me off. That is reality. But that doesn't justify, like, if I was to, like, chase them down in my car. (laughs) Like, that's not fucking okay. That's really dangerous. And if it's the other stuff, then it's just noticing Cool. I actually don't need to justify this. Yes, I can explain why I need some space, because if we so this like comes into my mind, the rhetoric in the coaching space, that's like no is a complete sentence. Yes, no is a complete sentence. That is reality. But with human connection, people don't really like to hear no. It's it's very abrasive and it can trigger people's stuff around fuck does this person not like me or la 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 and it's not that we need to always protect people and like save them or anything like that but when it comes to being in a relationship with someone if we're saying no I can't help you it is nice to give them a little fluff okay tell them why you can't help them hey, I actually don't have space to help you right now. I'm just moving through some things on my own. I'll circle back tomorrow or I'm happy to help you next time. It's just not now. And that just allows that person not to take things personally. And coming from a space of understanding human behavior and how the egos work and all of that, I just think it's the kindest thing to do is to just say, hey, this is why I'm saying no but not like overly say no. That's the problem I'm talking about here is that when you're exhausting yourself or you feel like, oh, I need all of these 10,000 reasons to say no, it's just like, no, you don't. No, you don't. And if someone doesn't like you for saying no and being kind about it, then fucking that's their own problem. (laughs) Like that's their own problem. They feel like they can't say no and so they're going to take it out on you because... Again, shadows. So when you find yourself justifying, ask yourself, what are you trying to avoid others thinking about you? That's the shadow there. Okay. Number two, avoidance. Now I talk about avoidance all the time. (laughs) I talk about it every time we talk about procrastination or binge eating or binge drinking or whatever it is. So when we're avoiding not just avoiding like the thing. Okay. Like we think we're just avoiding doing the work, but what we're actually avoiding is like the after effect of doing that work. So just say you have a really big, like perfectionist part of you that wants to get everything right and be seen perfect and get straight A's and the gold stars from work and like all of those sorts of things, you're going to procrastinate a lot more Because we know unconsciously it's unrealistic to always be perceived as perfect. And we can't always get everything exactly right. But because we want to avoid basically that truth, then we just procrastinate and just don't do the work. Because if we don't do it, then no one can judge us for not being perfect. No one can judge us for being messy. So it's just noticing, okay... What actions am I avoiding? What am I not doing? This could be not even just like procrastinating on things. This avoidance can also come through like being an overworker. Overworker? It's probably not the right wording, but whatever. AKA, you avoid slowing down. You avoid relaxing. You avoid taking a day off. And you're doing that because you don't want people to think something about you. Or you're like, well, no, it's not that. I'm scared that everything will fall apart. You're still scared of what people will think or what you will think. So you're judging yourself for something. So if everything falls apart, you're going, it means that I'm a failure. It means that people won't like me. It means this. It means that. And that's the piece that you're actually avoiding, not things falling apart. Because shit falls apart all the time. The only problem that we have with things falling apart is what we think about it. Or if we're avoiding the slowing down and relaxing, it's probably because you're like, I don't want people to think I'm lazy, coming back into the lazy thing. So notice, what do you not want people to think? What do you not want to feel as well? Because that is another thing. If you always avoid feeling guilty, if you always avoid feeling angry or feeling sad or something like that you will have a shadow around emotions, around feelings, and you will live your whole life doing anything to avoid anything that triggers those feelings. Oops, <laughs> just like hit a drink bottle and it fell over. And because I don't edit these things, then you get the wild shit that happens like that and I'm not going to cut it out. So yeah, you're going to avoid anything in your life that triggers those feelings, which means that you can really end up in not great positions in your life because if you're like, Oh, I don't want to feel guilty for hurting this person. Even if that person isn't treating you right, then you can just end up in toxic relationships that leave you feeling like shit where it's like, if you could just go, okay, I am allowed to feel guilty. It's okay for me to feel guilty. It's safe for me to feel guilty then you're going to be able to set boundaries. You're going to be able to walk away from jobs that don't feel good. You're going to be able to move into state, even if your parents don't agree. You're just like, it's okay that I feel this. I don't need to avoid it. So that's the other piece there. And the final way that we can identify our shadows is through anxiety. And this is one I experienced a lot last year. And anxiety literally kicked my ass. And it's only in the last like few months that I have really unwound from a lot of anxiety. But about, when was it? Probably like May last year, it was peaked. And oh my gosh, I would wake up at like 4am just being like, oh my God, oh my God. Like I just felt like I was going to die and have a panic attack every day. And it was quite hard to manage. And I was trying to manage it. I was trying to manage it through (laughs) affirmations and kind of convincing myself like everything's going to be fine and, you know, doing journaling or exercising or anything like that. And while that was managing it, it wasn't stopping it from being so intense, especially in the mornings. And what I had to do was be like, okay, Caitlin, like, Take your own medicine, go do some shadow work and be like, what am I actually anxious about? What am I fearing? Because anxiety is just fear. And it's fear like something bad is going to happen. And so I was like, okay, what is it? So a lot of my anxiety was coming up around money stuff because I run a business and that's pretty common. And I mean, it's pretty common for anyone. I'm going to. I'm going to retract my statement there and be like, most people have money anxiety because money is so linked into trauma and safety and so many things. So we can all have this. It doesn't matter if you run a business or not. But for me, I was freaking out about money, even though it was there because my brain was saying, it's all going to run out. It's all going to run out. It's all going to run out. Like it just keep telling me it's all going to run out. So even though it had never happened Even though I had like three years of having plenty of money come in every single month, but my mind just kept going there. I was like, okay, if I think, what's the worst thing about it all running out? And because, like, if all the money runs out and my business stops making money, I can just go get a job. (laughs) Like, The money might run out one way, but there is like a million different ways we can go and make money. So the money wasn't the problem. It was I specifically, my mind said, I have to make money this one way. And if I don't and it fails, then people are going to think all of these horrible things about me and I'm going to be so embarrassed. I'm going to feel like a failure. So I had to really get into that part of me and start to do the work around people viewing me as a failure and me viewing myself as a failure and what I was making that mean to me and also going into the feeling of embarrassment because that was also a huge shadow for me. I avoided feeling embarrassed all the time and it would make me anxious the thought of feeling embarrassed (laughs) so I'm like doubling up on these but getting to the root of that getting to the root of Okay, I'm scared people are going to think I'm a failure and starting to shift that through my body, through my shadows, through my nervous system, through my mind. It allowed me to really unwind and it took time because when we are like so used to thinking something or believing something, it is not just in our mind, it's rooted in our nervous system and our emotional bodies. And we just have to be really gentle. So once I had that understanding of like, okay, cool. Like I'm just scared that people are gonna think this and I could find the gift in that and all of that. I then just had to notice where it was coming up unconsciously and just keep holding myself. Keep reminding myself I'm safe. I'm okay if this all falls apart. Like, you know, this is how we can think about it. This is how we can feel about it. And it started to go away. It started to get a lot easier. So you wanna start to pay attention, like what keeps you up at night or wakes you up early in the morning as it did for me. (laughs) What conversations do you keep trying to have and predict? What are they gonna say? How are they gonna react? How could you say if they react that way? What are the 10,000 ways that you could like fluff up this conversation to avoid them saying something, to avoid them thinking something, which feeds back into the justification piece as well. Are you thinking about like past conversations and are you worried like oh i had this conversation yesterday and maybe they're going to like tell this person this or what happens going to you know what happens if this happens and what are they going to think about me and so it's getting really clear on what are you most anxious about people thinking about you and finding those parts is it making you anxious that they're going to think that you're a mess that you're too emotional that you're stupid that you're lazy, that you're an idiot, what is it specifically? And pull those parts out and start to do work on them because then your anxiety is just going to start to like simmer out a little bit. Not that it's never going to be there, not that it's never going to get triggered. Like if I'm tired and... You know, haven't been eating as well because sometimes like when I get a bit more stressed, then my it's not that I don't eat well, it's just like I don't eat enough. Um, So if I'm like hungry and I'm tired and I've worked a lot, then my anxiety can get worse because I'm just wired. And so I'm just noticing, okay, have I looked after my baseline needs and I have a nice little mantra for myself? I'm not anxious. I'm hungry. (laughs) and so if I'm like okay I'm hungry go and eat something and make sure like you've had enough water you've had enough good food you've gone outside you've gotten your feet on the earth you've done some meditation do all of those things that make you feel really good as well but if you're finding like your anxiety is so persistent it's so big it's it's a lot all the time then you can do work around it you can come to a place of feeling a lot karma inside your body all right so that's the three ways justification avoidance and anxiety notice them in your life notice the patterns take responsibility yeah take responsibility for what you avoid take responsibility for where you justify take responsibility for your anxiety instead of just saying like oh it just is because when we just go oh that's just me or i'm just like that or it's your fault or blah 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 like we're not going to get anywhere we're just going to be stuck in the same loops forever and this is the most powerful way that we can live our lives because it's not determined by anyone else it's not determined by the the patterns of behavior we think that we're stuck in because i used to think that like when i was always avoiding something or binge drinking or whatever it was I would just be like, I just feel like I can't control it. I just feel like I'm stuck here. I just can't do anything about it. I'm just fucked. I'm just broken, blah, blah, blah. And all of that was a way for me to avoid having to take responsibility because it is hard. It is triggering to the mind. It is triggering to the ego because it doesn't feel safe in that responsibility because it thinks that, okay, if I'm doing this, I must be broken. There's something wrong with me. I'm bad. And that's another piece that you can just work with because we're not bad. You're not bad. If you're listening to this podcast, I can tell you, you're not fucking bad. You are trying to do your very best. You're trying to learn. You're trying to be a better human for yourself and those around you. And while you may have done things in your past that you could demonize as bad, it's really important to realize and think about why did I actually do those things what was i actually trying to do was i trying to help people H- sorry <laughs> was i trying to hurt people and usually no like when i looked at a lot of my past behaviors and ones that i had felt really really guilty about or whatever it was if i got really honest with myself i had always even lied like i used to lie a lot when i was younger I would lie a lot because I really didn't want to hurt people. And I was scared that my behavior or if I was honest about it was going to hurt them. And I thought lying was the best way for them to avoid feeling pain. And I mean, obviously, I know different now (laughs) Like that is not fucking helpful, but it took a long time for me to be able to take responsibility and just learn. Firstly, this is my like. Basically the way I live my life. If I go, do I want to tell that person I did that thing or admit that I did that and the answer is no, then just don't fucking do the thing in the first place. Like it's as simple as that. But we often have to clean up a lot of our behavior first. And the more we take responsibility, the better we get with our behavior and being in alignment with what's true for our hearts. And also... The other like part of that, this is just coming through. I'm just like riffing on whatever's coming into my brain. But the other part of that is if we then are really aligned with our behavior. So when we're not aligned, it's like cognitive dissonance. And cognitive dissonance is like when we think one thing and then do the other. And then it's like a weird friction of like, why the fuck am I doing something that I don't agree with? So the more we start to align our behavior and reduce cognitive dissonance and know that we are doing things from our heart and we're doing things in really responsible ways. And we would be happy to tell people we did that. It means that when we do something and someone else doesn't agree and we've told them and we've been honest, we can hold ourselves a lot better because if they reflect, oh, I don't like that. And we're like, oh, actually I know I did the right thing. Like it was right for me and I wasn't trying to hurt anyone. Then we're like, we don't take on their shit. don't take on their projections we're just like hey like you know boundary or whatever it is the conversation needs to go and we can just sleep better at night and that's the biggest thing I have noticed over time of doing this work is like I just sleep better at night even if someone's like oh that really hurt me I can be like oh Like, that actually wasn't my intention. And I know I'm not freaking out anymore being like, oh, my God, I hurt someone and they're going to think I'm the worst person in the world. And then my life is going to fall apart and blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, oh, I really apologize for that. That wasn't my intention. And I just leave it at that. And If they're still angry, then okay, cool. They have a right to be angry if they're hurt. Cool. I'm not going to like over justify it or try to fix it or anything like that. I will try to make amends, but there's sometimes you can't make amends with people. They're just like, no. <laughs> and they just want to like manipulate you and do some shady shit. And that's just like a boundary for me because I know in my heart of hearts, I'm a really good person. And that's what I want for all of you guys is to know in your heart of hearts, even if you have been justifying things or avoiding things or done things that you don't agree with, like you're a good person. And the more shadow work that you do, the more you're going to see that. And the more you see that, honestly the better your actions become because when we believe that we're bad or we're wrong or unworthy we do create scenarios in our life or not even create but like we keep scenarios in our life that reflect that back to us and then we beat ourselves up and then we feel more resentful and then our behavior just gets shitter and shitter and shitter because we're just feeling like shit so that's my riff (laughs) I feel like whoever listened to that and was like, wow, I really need to hear that. Amazing. I'm so glad for you. Um, But it just felt really strong to say that. So beautiful humans, I am going to invite you. If you have not checked out the Ignite retreat, we work through so much of this stuff and getting to the root core, core of this stuff so you can really clean it up and feel really good about yourself and forgive yourself and forgive others and just have such a heart opening healing transformative experience that you walk away feeling really fucking powerful and anchored in who you are go and download the brochure it's in the show notes and if you love what you see and you're like that works for me i really want to do that work then apply we can have a chat we can see if it's right for you there is only six spots left the retreat is on the sunny coast. So if you're overseas, come fly to Australia and hang out with us. <laughs> if you're in Australia, then come fly to the sunny coast. It's a beautiful place. It is, the weather is gorgeous. We're in the tropics. We love it. Um, and the work that you will do will be one of some of the most powerful and potent work and experiences that you've ever had. So if it feels good for you, then go download that. If you've loved this episode, please share it with someone that you know it could help or check it on your Instagram stories, tag me in it, send me a message with your takeaway. As always, I love to hear from you guys. And that's all. I'll talk to you on the next episode.